College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, normally 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden today on the 50,000 powerful watts of Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. What's up, Philly? What's up, America? Big shout-out to everybody listening in Texas and California and Florida. Thank you for joining the show, everybody across the country. And the weekend is here. So let's kick this thing off. Biggest story of the week was Joe Biden's uh, American version of a Ministry of Truth, which was revealed by Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, revealing that the White House wants to now police some of what they consider to be very dangerous rhetoric, a truth and reconciliation commission of sorts. Wow. Listen to this. Uh, our undersecretary... Uh, for policy, Rob Silvers is co-chair uh, with our principal deputy general counsel, Jennifer Daskal, in um, leading a just recently constituted uh, misinformation, disinformation governance board. So we're bringing, uh, the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. I just read a very interesting study that underscores the importance uh, of the the point that you make, uh, the, the spread of mis and disinformation in minority communities specifically, and we are focused on that in the context of our CP3 and other efforts. So let's get this straight. So the government wants to determine what's true and what's not. Now, it's not the first time that happened. Matter of fact, we talked about this the last time I hosted the Levin Show, where we had a uh, working group on misinformation and disinformation that was uh, chaired by Kathleen Bailey, an undersecretary from the Department of State, working uh, under President Reagan at the time. But this was very different. They were identifying Russian campaigns of misinformation and disinformation that were coming into America and calling them out as they went along. At the time, they were fighting back and saying that the Russians were implementing something called Operation Infection, where they were saying, you know what, this whole AIDS virus that's plaguing your country is something that your own government created. It didn't come from anywhere else but the United States. So they had a working group to fight that because they realized this isn't the case and blah, blah, blah. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, Rich, you got it wrong. Yeah, they made AIDS. 9-11 was an inside job. Blah, blah, blah. My cousin is QAnon. Then you're probably not in the right place, right? I'm probably not your guy. I don't subscribe to a lot of that craziness. And I'll get into why in a minute. But this is the Department of Homeland Security saying they're going to do it with respect to what they're doing. So when parents want to get involved in a school board meeting and they want to go ahead and say, you know what, I disagree with that. I think what you're doing is wrong. I think this is the uh, promotion of critical race theory, et cetera, et cetera. Or, and many other uh, fronts, by the way. I'm just making one example here, which falls under the Department of Homeland Security now. Now they can turn around and say, oh, well, you know what? Not only are we going to put you on that terrorist watch list, but we're going to claim that you're a purveyor of disinformation. 
and we're going to call you out as false. And this is bad because now you're editing speech, free speech inside our country, not from foreign enemies that want to destroy our country. Well, since uh, Mayorkas's discussion of that on Thursday, guess what? They've named somebody to this board to head it up. Check out this headline, New York Post, Biden disinformation czar Nina Jankowitz is ripped over her cringeworthy Mary Poppins TikTok. Yeah, it is cringeworthy. Now, she's the new controversial head of President Biden's new big brother-like disinformation board. Lots of mockery, lots of disdain, especially on Friday over this TikTok footage of her adaptation of Mary Poppins. Listen to this. Information laundering is really quite ferocious It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious By saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine Or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain They're laundering disinfo and we really should take note And not support their lies with our wallet, voice or vote But that's not the only stuff that she's talked about that people are up in arms about. She's also uh, said that the government will make certain decisions and we'll get to the audio on that. She's also said, who do we have to sleep with around here to get a job to get things done? So we're going to get her on that one. Plus more. Listen to this, because she says that Trump supporters are likely to be armed at the polls and that this is somehow dangerous for everyone everywhere. It's a threat to everything that's good and holy. Listen to this. I think there's a general concern about Trump supporters potentially showing up armed to the polls and these sorts of voter suppression, voter intimidation. That's illegal everywhere. Is it really illegal in an open carry state to go and vote with a gun on your hip? Come on. This isn't voter suppression. This isn't trying to depress the vote in any way. This is her making stuff up as she goes along because there's an actual amendment allowing us to carry guns. Anyway, go ahead. Of course, there are, you know, rules for party observers, partisan observers to be in the polling station. But in 40 states, you need special accreditation to do that. And I think there's just, again, a widespread fear that, you know, uh, groups of irregular supporters are going to show up at the polls to intimidate people and, quote unquote, watch. And that's very disturbing. Irregular supporters. That's what she thinks. If you voted for Trump, you're an irregular supporter. Now, maybe I'm taking her out of context. Maybe she's saying, no, you know, there's supporters, there's ballot and poll watchers, there's people that are working in the campaign, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because, you know, sometimes our partisanship makes us take things out of context. But I think her words can't be taken any further out of context than she's put them in. She's created the context here, Madam Truth Czar. Now, she's hailed as a disinformation expert with a history of casting doubt on the Hunter Biden laptop from hell. So after making a few uh, Broadway show tunes turned into uh, her own little propaganda, Now she's been named the executive director of the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. And of course, she took a swipe at Rudy Giuliani. He tweeted and said that she is a, quote, wackadoodle that Biden put in charge of the Ministry of Truth. (laughs) And author and post columnist David Marcus said, I'd like to apologize for this on behalf of all theater people. Apparently, she's a theater person, which is why she's singing songs about who do I have to bleep around here to become famous? Listen to this. Imagine that, you know, with President Trump right now calling all of these news organizations that have uh, inconvenient for him stories that they that they're getting out there that he's calling fake news and now lashing out at platforms. I would never want to see our executive branch have that sort of power. Um, And that's why, you know, the legislative. 
the power of free speech, mind you, because he wasn't legislating or ordering anything. He was just talking. Go ahead. Process with our duly elected uh, officials is really important. That sort of consultative rulemaking process. Um, and we can't just govern by executive order anymore. I think I'll leave it there. Is it consultative or consultative? I've always wanted to know. Let me know at Rich Valdez on all of the social media and not just on the pronunciation. Obviously, I could find that uh, and I'm being facetious. But I want to know what you think about this woman. Is this woman a whack job? Is she a wackadoodle like Rudy uh, Giuliani says? Hmm, I don't know. Let's dig in a little more because anybody that makes excuses for Joe Biden, hmm, questionable in my book. Listen to this one. As a result, the vice president delivered a message that Shokin needed to be fired and other reforms pursued if Ukraine wanted its next tranche of IMF funds and a U.S. loan guarantee. This is called diplomacy, not extortion. That's it. Now you can get back to your Netflix and your Zoom happy hours and lots and lots of washing your hands. So let me get this straight. And again, that was from a while back. But it remains the same. So if President Trump says, oh, you know, you're kicking me off of a platform. I think that's messed up. You guys are fascists. You guys are censoring me. No bueno. That's that is some sort of outrageous authority that the president has. Our executive branch is overstepping. But when you're the vice president of the United States and you're imposing your position of leverage over Shokin, the the guy who was investigating his son, who was on the board of Burisma and was looking into Burisma and says, you know, what? if you don't get this prosecutor fired, you're not getting these loan guarantees. You're not getting the money because without the guarantees, you don't get the loans. That is diplomacy, according to the, the czar of lies and truth. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And let me not forget this one. Good old Jen back Pasaki. She says she doesn't even know anything about this. This new report that the Department of uh, Homeland Security is setting up a disinformation governance board to tackle misinformation ahead of the midterms. Um, Secretary Mayorkas said that part of its um, intention was to tackle misinformation in Hispanic communities especially. Can you give us an idea of what this board is going to be doing, what their authority would look like? Sure, Jack. I really haven't dug into this exactly. I mean, we, of course, support this effort, but let me see if I can get more specifics. We know that there has been a range of disinfo out there about a range of topics, I mean, including COVID, for example, and also elections and eligibility. But I will I will check and see if there's more specifics. Okay, so Jen Pacerco back Pasaki. I don't know anything other than we're just going to be setting the record straight here every time you guys say that, you know, COVID uh, doesn't need a mask or this and that. I mean, I just find this to be so repulsive. It's so wrong to create this thing because we're not policing the thoughts of foreigners that are trying to come at us in a, in a bad way. We're policing the thoughts of free citizens in a free country. This is problematic. And we'll circle back into this like Jen Percircle back Pasaki does. We're going to ride through this theme of this ministry of truth and this new czar Jankowitz because I, I just find it a really fascinating topic. But more to come on this Saturday edition of This Is America. I am Rich Valdez. You're listening to 1210 WPHT. This is America. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. 
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S on all the social media, at Rich Valdez. And uh, I want to get into a few things. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk to, and this is one hour of radio, right? So anyway, I want to welcome everybody because uh, obviously you're tuned in to 1210 WPHT on Saturday at noon. Plus, we will be back on Sunday morning, 6 a.m., but I also want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can get that through whatever podcast application you use. And if you don't use the podcast app, just go to iHeartRadio or Odyssey.com and you could stream it right from there anytime from anywhere. Now, listen, the reason that I don't really care for a ministry of truth is because I really just don't care when people have these bizarre things to say. Or maybe I do care. I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe I'm overstating it, but I feel like let people have whatever opinion they want to have. It's not up to me to do people's thinking for them. But I want to preface this by, you know, making this confession that I talk about politics because I enjoy politics. I enjoy it. I think it's important for America to hear. But I would much rather, honestly, talk about silly things like Hollywood, interesting stuff, crazy news, um, survey says, you know, stuff like that, which I occasionally uh, interject into the show because I think, you know, this is uh, a job where I have to be entertaining and I have to, you know, inform you people because people listen to the radio because they want to be entertained and informed. And I want to laugh while I'm in the car doing whatever it is that I'm doing, whether I'm stuck in traffic or commuting from here to there, whether I'm listening to a podcast or a radio show, I don't want to be uh, angered until I'm uh, foaming at the mouth and banging on my desk. Right. And you've got some radio hosts that will do that to you and that's their shtick and that's fine. It's just not mine. Right. I'm not a desk banger. A yeller? Maybe. Yelling is okay. I like a little passion. Uh, and, you know, all in moderation. But honestly, that would be horrible for my health. <laughs> this uh, constant state of hopelessness for people where we just feel like everything is going to hell, the New World Order, the Great Reset, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's just, to me, it's overwhelming. So when you hear a conspiracy theory, which could be true, it's still just a theory about how people are conspiring to do this or to do that. People have become so fascinatingly happy because they feel like they're now enlightened and they know the truth that others don't know. And somehow this makes them feel superior. Now, this is why I don't get involved. I honestly don't. I don't feel any more enlightened because I know about the backstory or who's really doing this or who to me, it, it doesn't matter. The result to me, the end user is the same. Now, a lot of people feel like they're not doing their job. 
unless they go out there and convert every other last person into a conspiracy theorist. Okay, that's fine. But this isn't about you. I thought, right? I thought this was about America. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just not from that group of people. I'm not from that group of people that are addicted to outrage and are willing to reject every last thing that they see from every last news source saying it's all fake. I'm not going to jump on board with Putin and the Russians. I'm just not going to do it. Just because, you know, the big bad United States has got its hands in everything. That happens to be this country. It just happens to be the country that I love and live in. So I don't know that I'm going to uh, ever get behind Putin. Now, I understand a little righteous indignation. But being all out crazy about quote unquote intel coming from chat boards and creating a narrative for every single thing that's in the media, whether it be true or false, it's exhausting. And it's an enterprise that I honestly don't want anything to be a part of. And that's why I don't want a ministry of truth. (laughs) I don't need them to decide for me. I decide for myself. I go right ahead and say, you know what? I'm not interested in that. Some wackadoodle um, broadcaster from, from the south of, of this country that wants to just be on, on psycho mode all the time? No thanks. And nobody specific. I'm just making a, making a uh, commentary that I'm just not into that. Because I know it's big in the Midwest. It's big in the south. It's becoming big in New York now. New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Ah, it's exhausting. But anyway, I look at multiple news sources and I hear multiple opinions and formulate my own and discuss it with you the way that I do, because that's all I know how to do. Some people like it, some people don't. I know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. But I'm not going to try and sell you on the world is ending in 12 years, or that the devil is running the Catholic Church, because the Pope is Satan, or something like that. I'm just not going to do it. And there are some that do believe that. And if we have time, I'll circle back to that story, because it's one I want to get into, but I think it needs more time than I have available today. But Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis He has come out and said, look, this is why we don't need this ministry of truth. And I applaud him for doing it. Listen to this. But clearly, uh, our entire principles that the country was founded on, uh, you cannot have a ministry of truth in this country. And so let's get real here. Let's let's make sure that we're doing things to benefit uh, Floridians and Americans. uh, But we're not going to let Biden get away with this one. So we'll be fighting back. Yeah, woo is right. Now, they also want to do something interesting because I'm DeSantis, I'm talking Texas, I'm you know trying to move over the country here. After all, the show's called This is America. DHS Secretary Mayorkas reveals that the White House wants to divert Veterans Administration funds to illegal aliens. So we're going to need 100 guys like DeSantis fighting this type of spread because now they want to use more federal resources, take them away, whether it's medical care or whatnot, um, from the Veterans Administration to deploy them at the border. Now think of how messed up that is. Somebody like me who has not served, I don't, I'm not entitled to walk into the VA and nor should I be, right? Rightfully so. But somebody who walks across a river, swims across a river, wades across a river without permission, but under the invitation of a very corrupt president named Joe El Baboso Biden gets here, and by all means, there's still uh, unlawful entrance into the country. It doesn't mean they get the electric chair. It means they get a fine and they get sent on their way because that's the extent of the enforcement that we have. But let's not make any bones about this here. This is Mayorkas and Biden and and the Democrats that have engineered this problem because we didn't have it this severely when Trump was around. And now we're going to take away the little resources that we provide to veterans. We're going to take that away 
because these Democrats, Joe Biden and Mayorkas, decided we're going to divert those funds. Absolutely insane. And I'm not going to sit here and demonize the guy that's coming across the border because half of them are women. The other half are like little kids. And, and bottom line is, these people are told, come to this country. We will hook you up. You're going to have a job. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. So to me, there's one really bad guy here, and his name is Joe El Baboso Biden. And he's trying to, I think, slam dunk everything here because he realizes, you know what? If I don't get this done right now, I may not get it done because we're going to lose our legislative majority in, in the House. And I'm going to be a lame duck if I even last that long. Because I think his party's going to try and get rid of him. This disinformation board, this seems to be nothing more than trying to save face before the 22 election, which last I checked, we're in 22, so we're only a few months away. This is not going to go good for you, Joe Elba, also Biden, I can tell you that right now. And kudos again to Ron DeSantis for saying we don't uh, need and Biden won't get away with this ministry of truth. And I agree. I don't think he's going to get away with it. I think there's going to be major pushback here because he's, he's just going too far. And again, we're going to continue through that theme as we go throughout the program. Tulsi Gabbard also slamming disinformation governance board as Biden's propaganda arm and saying we are now a dictatorship, if that's actually going to be the case. I want to fast forward just a little bit because in this segment, what I planned to talk about was New Jersey, right? I grew up in Brooklyn, moved to Jersey, right next door to the beautiful city of brotherly love. And let me tell you this, this headline is so fascinating. Listen to this, off-duty cops can now use weed, according to officials. Fox 5 New York. Anyone 21 and older can now legally buy weed in New Jersey. That's as of the, the new law that was written. But Jersey City Mayor Stephen Phillips says he plans to fire any cop in his city who tests positive for marijuana at any time. Saying, quote, if somebody wants to use a test city and administration, they're more than welcome. But they certainly must know where we stand, that they can expect long litigation over it, Phillips said. Every other state in the country that legalized cannabis had a carve-out that did not allow off-duty cops to smoke. But New Jersey's cannabis legalization law contains no such carve-out. In the state attorney general's memo that was sent out last week to law enforcement executives, it stresses the state forbids any employer, including a police department, from punishing its employees for using recreational pot so long as they remain sober at work. Well, of course you've got to be sober at work. How could you be a cop and be stoned at work? Officers, officers, we, uh, officer needs assistance. All right, we got to go, bro. Our guy, our partner needs our help. Oh, chill, hold up. Let's go to that, that, that donut shop right there. Oh, oh, chill, let me get some coffee. Now, listen, I am not downplaying any cop here. My brothers are cops, and uh, I served as a volunteer cop in uh, Nutley, New Jersey. Even went to the Essex County College Police Academy in New Jersey for the abbreviated program that they had for our auxiliary unit. And I can tell you, I back the blue. But I, I would think that most would agree with me when, you, when I say, listen, of course you're not going to be at work high. But if you become a recreational user and you are a stoner, that means now you work for 10, 12 hours, you're off for t today, tomorrow. But when there's overtime, let's say you're a cop in Philly and you were out last night smoking, you think you're going to wake up feeling like a champ the next morning? Now, of course, if, if I was giving out the phone number right now, the phone be ringing off the, yeah, I smoke weed every day, man. Every day I wake up even better. If I don't smoke weed, then I ain't having a good day. Yeah, there's like five guys like that, right? <laughs> there's five guys like that that are professional stoners, been smoking since they were eight. But everybody else, they, they smoke weed. The next day, they're kind of like, it's not a hangover, but they're just like, wow, yeah, I was messed up last night. And they're still feeling the effects. I know plenty of people who've gone to sleep and woken up, you know, half high the next day. 
Bottom line is I agree with Mayor Fulop on this one. Cops shouldn't be getting high off duty unless, you know, they're going to be on some vacation. They're going fishing in Montana and they're not going to be doing their job where they have to make these critically quick decisions, life and death decisions. You don't want to be a stoner. If you, The definition of a stoner, you know, think of Tommy Chung, right? Is that his name? Imagine him being a cop or even Cheech for that matter. Cheech is a little bit sharper because he's a stand-up comic, but uh, really, I don't think I have to labor, you know, uh, belabor the point much further. But if you disagree and you think, no, 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 cops need to be high, then go right ahead. <laughs> you know, hit me up at Rich Valdez on social media, at Rich Valdez with an S. Now, speaking of smoking weed, of course, people get the munchies when they smoke weed. And I'm looking at this study from April 25th, just a few days ago, Dr. Faith Coleman in Gut Health News Obesity can rewire your immune system, causing some drugs to make other conditions worse. And this article talks about how eczema can be exacerbated to the point of creating a mental health crisis. I don't know how much of this I believe, but I think it's interesting when you have these um, long-term studies that go into things and go, you know, after a while of looking at this, we figured out that th this doesn't work out. This uh, Two and two doesn't make four over here. And I think that's sometimes what we might see with the... Um, effects of uh, recreational marijuana and police cars, right? And car chases and shootings and all of that stuff. Just imagine, just imagine what that would look like. You get into an officer-involved shooting and they're like, so where were you last night? I mean, they do it now if you were drinking and whatnot or if they think you have a drug problem. Um, you know, it's going to be that much worse. That's just my opinion. Anyway, let's continue. Speaking of smoking, the FDA has moved to ban menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars. Now, immediately, I think, this is racist. Why? They explain it. Now, they claim that the administration says, Biden's team, that this could reduce smoking-related deaths, particularly amongst black Americans. So they're doing this to affect black Americans in a positive way. Why? Because menthol is an additive whose minty flavor not only disguises the harsh effect of smoking on one's lungs, but facilitates more nicotine intake than makes it harder to quit. That's obvious. Public health officials have long voiced concern over this high usage amongst children, teenagers, and black communities. And it goes on and on. I will share this on social media. And uh, I, I just think so many things to do right now. We've got inflation creeping towards hyperinflation. We've got schools that are out of control. We have genders that are disappearing, right? Male and female are becoming a thing of the past. And now it's, you know, it's Z and Zer and everything in between. But he's going to ban Newport cigarettes. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't get it, folks. I just don't get it. All right, straight ahead, we're going to jump into what's going on with one of the candidates that Trump has picked in Michigan and the killing of 5 million chickens on a farm in Iowa. Oy. And they fired 200 people. Anyway, don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. You're listening to This Is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. 
45th President Donald Trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. It's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. What's up, America? What's up, Philly? What's up, everybody tuning in this afternoon? Feliz Viernes. Happy Saturday as well. I hope you have a great weekend. The weekend is upon us. And I want to get into a few different things. I don't want to bore you with the eczema stuff. That's the stuff that I geek out on. I really find that stuff to be interesting, but I know you guys don't always find that interesting. So trying to keep up with you. I'm at Rich Valdez, by the way, at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media in case you want to chime in or see the articles that we're talking about. I share them all on there. And let's get into this stuff because there is a article in the Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone magazine. The headline, Cardi B, Billie Eilish dubbed tools of Satan by Republican endorsed candidate for Michigan Secretary of State saying Beyonce, Ariana Grande, and even the practice of yoga are within the devil's sphere, according to Christina Caramo. Christina Caramo, who denied the 2020 election results, well, she can't be that far off, and has been uh, connected to QAnon, was endorsed by Michigan Republicans and Trump as their candidate for Michigan's Secretary of State last weekend. So, I said, you know what, let me dig into this. If she's getting beat up in Rolling Stone, let me see what there is, you know? <laughs> How bad could she be? Karen Caramo is her name. Excuse me, Christina Caramo. Take two, security. Anyway, the Republican-endorsed candidate was um, blasted in Rolling Stone because of comments that she made. She was on a podcast, and she said that certain celebrities are tools of Satan. Caramo suggested that a... Super crafty Satan is behind calling Beyonce, pulling black Americans into paganism. And she said that Cardi B was a tool of Lucifer because she peddles filth to the culture and said that people practicing yoga are doing a demonic ceremony. Wow, I didn't even know about that. Karima also said that Ariana Grande and Billie Eilish have been putting children under a satanic delusion and criticized Korean drama where the characters communicate with their ancestors, saying that they're actually communicating with demons. Over the weekend, Michigan Republicans endorsed Caramo as their party's choice for Secretary of State. Now, again, this whole thing is written in a way to destroy this person. But in reality, she's just talking about her faith and saying that, look, we don't talk to the dead, we talk to, to, to Jesus, right? Uh, and I understand, it's, it's not about agree or disagree here, it's about tolerance. It's about saying, okay, so this woman's faith says that, you know what, uh, if this woman is peddling things like the WAP song, the, the wet-ass P-word, um, then, you know, that's not for me. And if you're not for God, then you are for the... Okay, I get it. I understand her philosophy. It makes pretty, uh, pretty good sense to me, right? If it's not good, it's bad. I get it. But they want to get on her. And they want to get on her because she's spoken out against the LGBTQ lifestyle, saying it's not a lifestyle, that this is, you know, something that everyone is forced to accept. And it's interesting because why are people not allowed to have their faith? If your faith says that men are men and women are women, why must we um, now have to criticize people and try to put them in Rolling Stone magazine to ridicule them? Now, I don't know this woman. She might be a terrible person. She might be a great person. But I do know that they're attacking her for 
her sharing that she doesn't support debauchery and these things. Now, listen, if you listen to my show for any amount of time, I'm very clean in the way I do it. I don't curse on the show. I don't curse on the podcast. It's not my thing. But I respect artists. And any artist that wants to use their art form to imitate the life that they know, whether it's Ice-T and his poetry that turned into rap and became a thing. But Rich, how are you going to stand up for Cop Killer? It's a song that I wouldn't recommend. But that was the experience for him. And art imitates life. And this is part of the whole free speech thing that we do. So if I get on here and talk about why it's great because I'm a conservative or because I'm a Christian, then it should be equally as great for those guys who are atheists and who are whatever. And that's the point I'm making. They want to go ahead and trash her. And there's been all this talk about free speech. And I truly do believe in free speech. This is why I think we have to allow people to do what they want to do. Now, when it comes to the classroom, government-endorsed religions like LGBTQ, I would make the case that this is cult-like, that, it's a, that it is like a religion. And if you listen to the last show, we had Dr. Angela Plowhead on. She explained that they used a lot of junk science to create this and to promote this movement. So, sure, talk about what you want, when you want, just make it appropriate. You know, there's some Supreme Court statute, um, excuse me, um, precedent over a case from New Jersey a couple of years back where people were arguing about, can I watch porn in the public library? And people were saying, oh, of course you can't. Absolutely not. There's kids there. There's this there. There's that. And they're like, yeah, but it's the public square and I have a right. Porn is my free speech. So they went to court and they determined, yeah, porn is your free speech, but you can't do it there because the school has a right to limit it. And again, I'm butchering that a little bit, but you could read the case. It's seven, 10 years old already by now. But the point was you can't do just about anything you want, right? If you want to stand out in the streets and say, you know, I think fentanyl is great. Heroin's even better. You can but at some point, I think they're going to figure out a way to silence that because this is something that can harm somebody. And I think we have to be judicious in the way we approach it. So when she's saying, I don't like what they do because I think it's demonic or I think it's this and I think it's that, come on. Is that a need to, to take everybody to the trash? Now, they also went into her uh, attending a QAnon conference. I didn't even know QAnon had conferences. I, I have a family member that is a... Um, a big, uh, I don't know what word to use, adherent or follower or supporter of of all sorts of conspiracy theories, whether it's, and again, when I say conspiracy theory, I really mean just that, a theory where people are conspiring to do such and such. I don't mean it as something that I, I think is fake, right? And he's always like, oh, wait till you find out the aliens are real. And I tell him, listen, I think the aliens are real now. I think most people think the aliens are real now. I think we've known about it since the 50s, since Roswell, New Mexico, since the base down there. And I think people don't care as much as you do. You know, I grew up watching a show called ALF, Alien Life Form. And, and you know, he's always telling me, yeah, because they're desensitizing us so that when, it, when they reveal this to us, <laughs> thinking, they revealed it a long time ago. You know, if, if aliens are here, I mean, it's a little bit, there's a little shock value to it if they just like start appearing out of nowhere. But for the most part, people would be like, oh yeah, I heard about E.T. Oh yeah, I know about the MIBs. I, I've seen Will Smith in the movie. Everybody knows. So, again, not a huge deal. That's just one example. But with the QAnon stuff, uh, I just, to me, it was just too much. Too much didn't make enough sense to me. And that's another show for another day. I don't want to take up all of your time on that. But I do want to talk about what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin on Friday. Now, this is a good one because the city council gets together 
and somebody proposes a memorial for one of the guys that was shot by Kyle Rittenhouse, but the guy happens to be a career criminal. So now opponents of the proposal are saying that if they don't stay on this, the city might pass it in the future. This is uh, according to Fox News. The five-person Kenosha Parks Commission in Kenosha, Wisconsin, tabled a, a proposal on Monday that would have placed a memorial tree and plaque in a city park to honor one of the men that Kyle Rittenhouse killed. So I want to jump into this, and I want to wrap up a couple of other topics before we go. So don't move a muscle. Let's pay some bills, and we'll come right back. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter. JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash rich. This is America. He's brown. He's bald. And he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. That's me, Rich Valdez. Sometimes I hear those intros and I forget that I'm supposed to talk after the guy's talking. <laughs> after he's done talking, I should say. Anyway, thank you very much. And I welcome you back to the program at Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez. I'm a little loopy. I, I've been taking nasal spray. Because I've had these very severe allergies, and uh, I don't know if it's uh, because my nostrils are clogged and I'm not breathing enough, but uh, I feel a little uh, lightheaded here from the uh, afrin, if you will. Um, and I do mean afrin. I'm, that's not a euphemism for something else. <laughs> I literally have a, a, a stuffy nose. Anyway, um, the cherry blossoms are gorgeous, and they do definitely give me um, allergies, bouts of allergies, when they start to bloom. And there's a couple in my neighborhood, so... Thanks for putting up with me and me sounding this way. I wanted to finish up my thoughts on so many other topics, uh, put a pin in them, and, and talk about what's going on with this, this farm uh, that I talked about before. But I want to finish my thoughts on this Kenosha, Wisconsin, because in Kenosha, Wisconsin, they were going at it in a city council meeting saying, you know what, we can't have this, this situation you know, where we honor the, one of the guys that Rittenhouse shot. This guy is, is a criminal, and we just can't allow that. And they're concerned that people are going to try and do a backdoor deal when they're not looking. But anyway, listen to this. There is a finite number of places to memorialize folks, good people. Don't play games and table lists. Take a side. Come on, that's what you're elected for. Oh, we, uh, we were not saying yes or no. Vote this down. Stop this nonsense of trying to appease both parties. This is a stupid idea. She's not even here. This is not what Kenosha needs to be um, memorializing. We have many good people who work very hard for this city, who've done many nice things for this city. This gentleman is not one of them. I mean, is this the type of the character of a person we want to memorialize who engages in violent acts? You have that power, do you not? To squash it right now and just say, we're not going to table it. We're just going to squash it. We're going to nip it in the bud and say no right now. It's preserving the integrity of the judicial process to ensure the best outcome for the city. We had three members of this board of five say, we're going to table it. You know what that means, right? A quorum of this board met behind closed doors today. 
Am I speak? Am I lying? You are. You are. You are not to miss. I know you don't like there, it. There are, there are open records laws, sir, and what you said is false. If you have one-on-one -on -one conversations, not did you talk about it or not with others on this board? Yes or no? We talk. Of course about, you did. You can talk one-on-one. -on -one. You cannot have a standing or walking corner. Are you going to allow me to speak or no? <laughs> These guys don't know what they're what they're saying to one another. Just to give you, I, I was a school board member, so I can tell you what happens here. When you go into a closed session or executive session. You can only act as the board when the board is present. So if that guy spoke with one member, he wasn't speaking with the board. God, even if the, he told him everything. Uh, that's what the board chair is gaveling there. But what the guy is saying is, I, I, he's not saying that they spoke with him per se. He's saying that they spoke amongst themselves and that if they table it for today, it's probably tabled forever. At least that's what I think he's saying. All right, listen, these guys don't know if they're coming or going. But most people that have a brain totally realize that this is a bad idea. It's a bad thing to embrace someone that's a criminal and make them a hero. We happen to have done it here in New York a couple of years ago, right? Oscar Rivera Lopez, or was it Lopez Rivera? I don't remember. But he was one of the terrorists uh, that blew things up in the name of Puerto Rico and Marxism. And they made him the, the godfather, the grand marshal of the Puerto Rican Day Parade uh, several years back. He was the guy that was so radical that Bill Clinton offered him a pardon and he said no because Clinton wasn't a Marxist, wasn't radical enough and down for his cause. He waited until Obama offered, he stayed in prison and waited until Obama offered him a pardon and then he took it and he loved Obama because they were birds of a feather flocking together. And that's just one example I'm bringing up because no, not all Puerto Ricans are Marxists, but there's a huge Marxist problem in Puerto Rico the same way we have one here, the same way we have Bernie Sanders in the United States and, and the... Um, continental United States on the island of Puerto Rico, which is also the United States, we have that problem there as well. And these are the problems that we need to be cognizant of. These are the things we have to realize that if we start erecting statues for Stalin, putting up statues for the bad guys that uh, George Floyd or the guys that were killed after in the riots by Rittenhouse, we're going into unchartered territory and we're destined to fail. We're destined to lose. So in order for us to fight, we have to go to these town meetings, put pressure on these towns, folks, like they did in York, Pennsylvania, when they said no to that Satan club. They gave them a vote and they voted them down. Now they're litigating and we'll see how that ends up. But my point is people have to stand up. If people stand up and are informed, they will go out there and do the right thing. Because if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So don't do nothing. Stand up and say something. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, America. I'll see you guys Sunday morning at 6 a.m. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America.